there's a plumber-shaped sword of Damocles over this week's recording because this is VGC, a video game podcast with me, Jordan Midler, Chris Scullion and Pete Donaldson. This week we've got shakeups at Microsoft, Sony's DRM nonsense and Alan Wake 2 is fantastic. But first, how are we doing folks? PTD, how are you? I'm good. I'm worried about your um, plumber-shaped sword of Damocles. <laughs> dangling yeah. over over the over the podcast what's that all that about jordan look my lights are leaking it's never a good thing your when lights are leaking like, yeah like when, crying. when electric and a water touches you know you, you know you know from video games that when an electric <laughs> and a water touches you what? die instantly what what, what, um, what are we talking about here we're talking about like 12 volt lights you shouldn't be too, it shouldn't be too bad if it's 12 volt lights but if it's anything more than that if, you, if it's a filament shaped um lighting fixture you might be in a bit of bother but no so my my kitchen has like we tiny circular spotlights in the roof oh that's um, all right 12 12 volts that'll be fine yeah, yeah it's gonna and burn it's like your house down a, it's like a tiny dribble like it's a drip every half an hour but right. cumulatively it's just not it's just not what you want to it's, see it's not yeah it's it's, it's not welcome and and yeah. i worry i think your um plumber is a dino rod plumber i'm just he a is. bit worried because that's how dennis nielsen got caught um oh, have um, you got any men's torsos in your walls um, men's. <laughs> Sorry, why am I even? Am I even drawing? Are we, cu- we cutting it off at torso, or, or, or did you? Well, um, what color is but, the water coming out of the ceiling? It's, it's actually like it, it's it's all right. The problem is the bath is uh, is very full, and so they sent out somebody yesterday who basically oh, looked at it, looked at it and was like, "No chance." I need to send someone above my pay grade. And I was like, "You could have I described the, the issue to you. You could have right. just so, ascertained that." So, so what? That you so, 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 it's, so did you say the bath was full? So like the your bath is constantly full, like just my, empty yeah, out. The, ba- the, the bath takes like four days to drain because there's so many body parts on it. But <laughs> that is like apparently it. causing. Yeah untold chaos to the lighting oh. fixtures of this home um so look it's a, it was a it's a home in paisley built sometime in the 1910s so mm. you could have just stopped medical... it as a home in paisley yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> the entire floor is like a waterbed um if you can't secure your uh, house for water damage yeah. <laughs> in scotland what can you do good god chris what's the most dangerous element of your home um probably just now like the, just the, ger- the general air because like <laughs> my, my Wife and daughter have had a really bad coughing spell for three weeks, and right. it's suddenly stopping. And now I've caught it. So, like, basically, just there's just droplets all over the entire atmosphere that's just killing us all. Um, yeah. Not really. We just got got a bad cough, but it feels like that way. So I might have to have judicial use of the mute button during this um, podcast while I cough my guts up. Oh, um, me every, too, brother. I've, I'm I'm downing uh, this week's podcast. Is sponsored by Sudafed Block Nose. Uh, oh, I've, I've got a lovely. single hole soother. Should it, should it need a ride? <laughs> is that unwrapped I'm, on your desk? Half it's, it's, it's it's partially wrapped. It's so that I can unwrap it one handed. <laughs> nice. Like, on, I love on, the like preparation a, here. We've got see, su- we've got a man off his head on Sudafedrine. We've got Chris with a half wrapped hole soother. I'm the fittest guy on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I never get to say that. I mean, m- my partner woke me up at like four this morning being like, I'm so cold, I'm so cold. And the house was about 3,000 degrees. So I was like, this is bad. This is, a bad, is bad. It's a bad scene. The, the, the house is flood. The house is flooding. The electrics are all watered. It's, it's, it's going to shit, but don't worry. <laughs> don't the podcast worry. will continue. Podcast will Even continue. if Dinah Rod is sitting in my chair, Dinah Roderick, Dennis Roderick, he will be here <laughs> uh, to read out the headlines, such as... Former PlayStation boss says it's criminal the industry isn't doing more to preserve games. This was from Big Sean Layden, the former PlayStation executive. Quote, preservation is important. The ex-PlayStation US boss, who's chairman of the company's worldwide studio when he left in 2019, told the LAN Parties podcast. Quote, I'm hoping that more people in the industry, certainly the big players, begin to realize that there's an obligation and responsibility. This isn't throwaway stuff we're making. This is stuff that should be around for a long time because future generations will enjoy it in the same way that we have and it's criminal we're not doing more to protect it. Xbox boss Phil Spencer recently said he'd like to find ways to ensure that hundreds of Xbox 360 titles aren't lost when the console's digital store closes next year. Although users will still be able to re-download their previous purchases for the foreseeable future, after July 29, 2024, get that in your diary, it will no longer be possible to buy any more games or DLC from the Xbox 360 marketplace. Some VGC analysis from our very own stats man himself, Chris Scullion, shows Hello. that around 220 of them will essentially disappear forever. 
Back to Sony, in March 2021, Sony announced plans to close the PS3, Vita, PSP digital stores and news that was met with widespread backlash, and that's putting it democratically, uh, due to the number of digital-only games. The platform holder made a U-turn the following month. Uh, Pete, is this an easy thing for someone to say when they're not in charge of Sony anymore? Yeah, I mean, given it the big licks now he's left um, (laughs) is is, is interesting, isn't it? I mean... I, I kind of get it, and obviously I agree with the sentiment, but at the end of the day, this is business, and they want to resell mm-hmm. these our nostalgia tours um, a couple, like not even like two years down the line these days. Mm-hmm. So it you, you look at kind of like the remastering failures of recent times. I'm looking squarely at something like the, um, the Grand Theft Auto trilogy. A classic. A, a lot of those characters were probably polygonally kind of rounded off using some kind of artificial intelligence i mean it's pretty broad stroke stuff wasn't it Mm, um so i just think they should give us a big red button on the front of our consoles that costs 30 quid to press each time and if we want and if we want more polygons we'll have more polygons it just smooths out the meshes with the more powerful cpus increases the texture sizes just stop like spending time reselling the thing you sold us about two or three years ago like we're all big dum-dums if i can and i have seen um the the latest super mario game playing on a pc like and an m1 (laughs) mac recently in the last like within i think before the switch release it was running on a pc uh on an emulator um and and we we sort of we sort of tiptoe around these kind of uh these kind of stories because obviously they they are you know nintendo hate any of that chat certainly when this sort of thing goes on youtube um but um like these things can be done quite easily and they will happily be um done by the community as well you don't even have to do it yourself these days just let the community just get involved just open up the consoles and let us dick about that's the thing there's such an element of can't be bothered about it because Mm. obviously there's a big kind of hurdle for a lot of stuff just purely based on licenses and the idea you hear a lot of like your um your night dives and your limited run all these people that talk about how long it takes to just work out who owns something they just yeah. go back and back and back and it's, it turns out it's some like holding company in taiwan has the rights to this mm. like obscure mega drive game but it does show up some of these companies that you can you can you're a click away from getting really high quality like emulated versions of these old games um chris as someone who dabbles who feeds his children with old games um <laughs> what is the way that the console holders like do enough to like satiate the the preservationists without um having to do all that ball ache of trying to relicense like an over the hedge game from mm. vivendi ubisoft uh, vivendi universal or whatever well it seems like they do what they're doing, just what Sean Layden did, which is basically talk a good game and then not actually doing. It's yeah. like like Phil Spencer. To be fair, Phil Spencer um, has kind of more clout in that area because obviously the, 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 you can play a lot of 360 games on a Series X just now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> just the way they generate, the, the backwards compatibility has been really good, but it's still not 100%. And it's all, a lot of them seem to talk the big, oh, we love preservation's important to us, blah, blah, blah. And then you say, well, how do you do it then? And you go, uh uh-huh. <laughs> um, but it's weird. I think was it who was it? Did the, 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 the was it Night Dive that, that recently said they wanted to look into a Patreon type situation where they I don't know if it was Night Dive. But apologies if this is the wrong studio. Um, where they wanted to do a Patreon where they would essentially make remaster mods for games they don't have the rights to anymore. Um, uh-huh. and release just the mod and you would mm. have to have your own game um, and there's, it was game, Night Dive it was a Night Dive and they're saying yeah. that was their way going forward of remastering loads of games without having to secure the licenses to them um, they just provide the kind of the, the, the shell to clip your game into right. i.e. Your, your ROM or your ISO in the future um, to make it run on modern hardware um, and they don't have to worry about licensing over the hedge or anything anymore they just um, provide the tools to the, basically the 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 extra bits and pieces to get it working. Is that um, all on PC then, presumably? Because obviously, I think so. Providing for now, yeah. like emulated, you know, switch keys and you know, play, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what a PlayStation Four emulator looks like these days, but um, obviously that's uh, contentious, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, yeah. The it's weird. There's like degrees from each of the like 
even if you if you mention the word emulation in Windsor, like people from Nintendo come and kill you. <laughs> um, but the like Xbox were very aware of the fact that the modern Xbox has supported emulators for a long ass time. It was very mm. easy to emulate like games on modern Xboxes, and it seemed for a while to be like a well, uh, we're we're just leaving that gun for you there, uh, yeah. Mister mm. Cobain. Don't worry about it. Mm. Um. Whereas PlayStation is much more release a new software update constantly. It took a long time for it took a long time for the PS3 to be cracked. The PS4 is now cracked. Like mm. you can Bloodborne runs on PC, all that crap. But yeah, it, uh, it's a it's a situation that I don't think is ever solved on consoles, and it feels like something that will be kind of perennially the the hobby of like enthusiasts. Some of it works itself out because consoles are gen like you hope that going forward everything the ps3 is like the cutoff it's like this weird uh area where before that stuff was backwards compatible up to the ps3 and you could play everything on your ps3 ps3 generation is this weird nebulous no-go zone because they made it out of the worst like hardware possible (laughs) the cell the cell processor it's going to be in your fridge it's going to be you're going to be able to play pain (laughs) on your fridge um gonna be able to play motorstorm apocalypse on your fridge um (laughs) then playstation 4 playstation 5 it's the same ecosystem you can play it's like 99.7 percent of the playstation 4 games run on ps5 right um what those kinky ones though that don't i want to know i I, I, I want to play those i know what is that is that ones like like guitar heroes and stuff that are are like rock Uh, bands no that stuff that's that stuff works is it it maybe like ones that will use other peripherals then like the 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 camera and all that kind of stuff so so i think it's it's even weirder stuff than that um, so obviously there's the ones that... Like Den uh, Go Train Simulator or something. There's that weird train like, controller. There are six <laughs> PS4 games that are not backwards compatible. You're listening. Afro Samurai 2, Revenge of Kuma Volume 1, <laughs> obviously. No wonder, no wonder. Well, it really pushed the very capabilities of the process, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Hitman Go Definitive, Definitive Edition, which is a shame because Hitman Go is a good yeah. wee game. Mm. Um, a turn-based, like, kind of 2D, <laughs> like, isometric job, right? Uh, just Deal With It, which is a title that I'm not familiar with. Um, uh, that, for some reason, goes beyond the power of uh, 80 teraflops. Um, <laughs> Robinson The Journey, Shad Wen, and Ro- Robinson Singh. The Journey about how Andy set up VGC. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate, welcome to Robinson The Journey. I've got another meeting with an accountant. Press that, you fucking mug. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so yeah, it's a it's a weir- it's a situation that you hope is sorted for like modern stuff, but there is just a weird nebulous part of it that yeah. will never be sorted out. Chris, today talking PlayStation specifically, how many people in PlayStation right now are working on trying to sort the PS3 mess? Seven, seven. No, no I've, I I've, that's I've, high. I've, I don't know. It's a weird one. It's like the, I'm. I'm still not. Um, I'm not massively in love with Sony's retro output. Like in terms. Oh of, God, I know. Um, crap, like when, when when they were pushing the PS, the new PS Plus tiers, they're like, "Oh, we are going to get lots of lots of classic games." You know, all right. Um, and it's not been lots of classic games. Do you want the PSP version of Tekken Six? Because we've got that. For <laughs> Do you. I? <laughs> and then and then like stuff like it just how it's, it just seems so kind of. Um, haphazard like some of them have trophies and some of them don't and yeah. it's like well what determines whether a game like i love ridge racer type 4 and i'm glad it's on there and that's probably the one game i'm playing most on my ps5 more than anything else just now is <laughs> the ps1 ridge racer type 4 but there's it's got no trophies and it's like well why does that not have trophies in that weird one mm. where you 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 have to stop the big blocks falling on you like kurushi or whatever it's called let's get trophies it's <laughs> like <laughs> so, all right cheers it's just weird. It's just it seems really haphazard, and and it just seems as if every now and then I just chuck another one on to keep them happy. Right. And it's like yeah. there's there's so many classics there that just haven't been touched, and it's like what what's going on? Like are are these coming, or is this going to be staggered out over a decade? It's just like I don't, know, it's don't worry, Chris. If you're a preservationist, just buy the disc version of any game you want to play because you'll be able to use those discs. <laughs> forever wait wait what 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 <laughs> headline number two the playstation 5's optimal disk drive requires an internet connection to connect uh the upcoming optional disk drive for the playstation 5 will require internet connection to pair 
for the first time. This was spotted on the, as all of these uh, horrible bits of news are, they're spotted in the back of the box uh, for the upcoming <laughs> Modern Warfare 3 PS5 Slim bundle. Um, players who purchase the new model with the optional disk drive will be required to connect to the internet when pairing it to a machine for the first time. Look, this is this is a headline that is obviously very scary, but it's more than likely just a very quick firmware pairing to make sure that it's a legitimate PS5 mm-hmm. hard drive. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's all it is, I don't think there's too much of a problem. But Chris, you looked more into this, and it seems that there's um, there's more to this than just uh, a wee quick download. Yeah, it's a weird one. I, I, again, I, I don't think it's necessarily a, a massive issue either, because you would hope that it, the, the problem here is you're looking 15 years down the line mm. at, at when uh, PS5s no longer connect online, maybe even longer than that, further down the line. And at that point, if you happen to have a new, a, a brand new disk drive, um, it won't work because it can't connect online. So that's that's the issue we're looking at here is so far down the future. Um, but yeah, it appears that it's it's to do with um, every console, even now, like current PS4, PS5 and the Xbox consoles have a, a pairing thing where the disk drive, each disk drive and console, when they're first used together, they make this pairing that can't be broken and it's an individual unique kind of handshake between those two. Mm. So I think Wired a few years ago took apart two PS5s and swapped their disk drives over and they wouldn't work because they specifically worked with those the, the original console that was provided with. So I'm assuming, and it's and apparently it's for piracy reasons, it's to stop um, people tampering with it. also stops repairs. It means you can't fix your hard drive Pete making his own disk drive and exactly. trying to fit it into exactly. the PlayStation 5 oh, Franken- take, oh, Frankenstein take, Pete just want to take the DVD player out of my car <laughs> I, I, discovered, I discovered this week that my car had a DVD option um, which was bizarre and I went past like uh, and the only um, the only DVD uh, that I own is season 2 disc 3 of House um, so I was watching season 2 disc 3 of House a show I've never watched or loved um, in in the car, so I was kid. Stationary on it. I was going to say that seems like a mm. slight hazard. <laughs> I used um, to think that cars with de- like screens in the back of the driver and passenger seat for kids to watch was mm. the most American opulent thing in the world. Massively. And then yeah. you go back and see that, and it's like a screen about the size of like an iPhone <laughs> three, the and viewing, you can barely the, the tell viewing what's angles going on. really severe as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but here here's here's the big story. Uh, this, this is me getting my crystal ball out. Given oh, a good go. buff, um, the like <laughs> this. This is going to be your story when when these come out. This will be the, the big story. Is that you cannot? This is a guess. I'm not. I'm not stating this for a fact. But the way this sounds like the pairing works, you will not be able to take a disc drive out of your PS5. The, these external drives. Once you've connected mm. to a PS5, it's stuck to that one. You right. can't take it out and put it in another one because the pairing will have already been done. That's my guess. So the big bombshell story you're going to get is. Oh, me and my friend bought both bought a digital PS5, and we can't share the the disc drive between us because when I take it out of mines, it's stuck to mines, and and, and we'll won't acknowledge it. So that'll be the thing that there's a that, so, there's a lot of kind of use cases that obviously, if you're like the CEO of um of of PlayStation, you just be like. Oh come on! How many of you are actually doing any of this shit? <laughs> like, yeah, oh, Pete, you'd be surprised the absolute <laughs> I, the absolute mouth breathers in our comments. <laughs> be like, this is the kind of thing that I was d- desperate to do. I understand it, but all of the crimes of like pres- preserving, being you know, allowing the preservation of uh, hardware. I mean, this is down down a list somewhere. But, but it is, may- maybe at some point they'll release some bit of firmware at the end of the life cycle of the PS5 that sort of goes, look, go free. Use the PS, plug it into your car. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end won't. of the day, there, there are many millions of PlayStation Fives out there with disc drives in them. Um, mm. So, like, yeah. if 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 in the very, very, very worst case scenario, twenty years down the line, you buy an external drive for a PS Five and it doesn't work, I'm sure you can track down another PS Five that's got a disc drive. Mm. In it. You're not going to. This prepared. isn't a Van Gogh Pikachu card, mate. There's no. plenty of them. <laughs> yeah, Chris, how, how easy do you think it will be to convince Andy to let us buy two PS5 Slims and a load of disc drives just to, just to test this? Just to test. Um, I think it would be easier um, giving five out of five to DreamWorks Kart Racing. <laughs> oh, VGC gives five out of five to everything, especially if I'm reviewing it. Next story! <laughs> 
Ubisoft has delayed a large game thought to be Star Wars Outlaws <laughs> to the next fiscal year. Uh, this large game was previously planned to be released by the end of March 2024. The publisher noted the delay in its financial reports for the first half of the fiscal year, although it didn't specifically name the game as generally believed that it's referring to Star Wars Outlaws, which was revealed earlier this year. The overperformance in Q2 and the current positive momentum of Ubisoft's brands, oh god, I hate reading this mm. shit, build confidence <laughs> for the rest of the year. The company can therefore confirm its announced guidance of a strong top-line growth and non-IFRS operating income of approximately 400 million euros That's what I thought it without, was, release- <laughs> without releasing <laughs> the other large game it had initially planned to launch during the last quarter of the current fiscal year. The company has decided to launch this other large game in financial year 24-25 so as to maximise its value creation. Do you want me to anti-bullshit anti- anti- that for you? <laughs> Tell me. So I'd listened to the uh, uh, scintillating uh, financial call last night. and they, Sorry to we, stop you there, Chris, but do Ubisoft still conduct their financial calls while Eve Game was like in the bathroom? Because everyone I listen to is like, atrocious. We're, we're going to deny Star Wars to next year. Like, the quality's <laughs> atrocious. Wasn't speaking of the bathroom, wasn't there an Alan Wake uh, writer who um, did an entire Zoom interview and he his bog in the background joint. <laughs> 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 um but yeah so so basically the 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 gist of it they're they're spin on it and again this is them talking in a financial thing and like obviously during a lot of these financial calls they, they put the best kind of possible spin on these things um to sound good the, their claim is that they've they've made so much money this year um this financial year and they're they're, tar- they're so far above target and everything that <laughs> they don't need to release this big game this year they're going to hold it back until next mm. fiscal year so that the money they make from that will will kind of count for next year instead because they don't need it this year. But from what has been gathered in the past, like Kotaku reported on it earlier in the year, basically saying that Star Wars Outlaws was could be this year, this fiscal year, but it'll probably it's probably a big ask and it'll probably get put back. So it seems like it's been delayed because it's not ready yet. But mm. the spin is everything's fine. We don't we just don't need it this year. We'll 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 we'll, we'll hold it back next year when when the the financial results like neither of which seems is like a good thing <laughs> by the yeah. sense of it. But um that that was the impression I got was that they basically said we don't need to release it this year because this year's good enough already for us. You also get the impression that this is their their big Star Wars game that it has to be a banger like they ha- Ubisoft have kind of just been coasting like I really liked Assassin's Creed Mirage but it hasn't seemed to set the world on fire and it's yeah. like I'm kind of minor game that was meant to be dlc kind of thing so i think outlaws looks cool it's it's like a good it's, a, it's an area of the star wars kind of lore that uh or an, an a, a type of star wars game that isn't really getting made at the minute um which is interesting and um, pete i've got devastating news um we still don't know when skull and bones is coming out How does that <laughs> it's every week skull and bones news isn't it <laughs> every week <laughs> there will be a wonderful book exclusively i'm sure jason schreier's on it already there will mm. be a book exclusive about the governmental machinations that uh resulted what? in skull and bones what is the um what is the story of skull and bones it's been in development hell for such a long time is from from all <laughs> so, indications it's all a bit of a mess so this all starts when Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flags released and people are like, oh, the, the pirate combat in this is cool. Mm. Somewhere in Ubisoft are like, okay, let's wait three years then announce a game that is just the pirate combat from Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. In the meantime, the combat, the pirate combat in Black Flag and subsequent Assassin's Creed games is steadily, is steadily phased out because people are getting bored of it. Right. Flash forward about 10 years, it's still not being released. It comes out that it's likely to, due to allegedly, allegedly, allegedly... <laughs> a deal with the Singapore government, meaning that they've poured a lot of money That's into it, so course, it has right, to be yes, released. Yes, so Ubisoft okay. can't just shoot it in the back of the head. And um, <laughs> it's on course for the first ever VGC Zero Star. I, I, I just like, I'm, I'm an expert in game development, so I know exactly how games are put together. I, I, just, don't, I just don't understand how it's taken this long to load up Assassin's Creed 4 and just delete the land um, because, yeah. because that is basically all they should have done. I don't understand. It's probably like the, the the whole. Remember, like Assassin's Creed was kind of beset with quite big weird waves. Like, like yeah. the waves would be absolutely massive. Maybe they're just trying to iron all that out. I think they Maybe. they got to the point where they were like, "Oh, 
we're not going to let you control the pirates and the best part of the ship combat was when you got alongside another ship and you like swung on exactly to that, that's what it was all building towards was you getting on and kicking yeah. your head in and then if you can't do that then what's the point speaking like, of, oh no speaking of uh, development hell um did you see that somebody I, i've got like a mate who's, who's works in kind of like you know for a, a video game uh, kind of media company who was doing some promotional material for the video game is it skylines the the new um city skylines city too, skylines yeah. too the new game and and uh, it wasn't running particularly well pre-release. And, you know, they were saying, you know, Patch is going to sort it out. Uh, but this morning, um, somebody sort of revealed, and I've got it up on the screen here. So you might yes, see Yes, this, this was in my queue to was do the story later queue? today. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 the sky, the, it's running a bit poorly at different times. And someone's noticed that there doesn't seem to be any sort of level of detail on the um, little pedestrians, of which there are millions in this game. Uh, they've all got perfectly modelled teeth. And there doesn't <laughs> seem to be any reduction of detail as you get further and further away from them. So Jesus. no wonder this game is running like a nightmarish hellscape. Because <laughs> everyone's got teeth. These it's PCs fantastic. are trying to run a game where every single thousands of Naughty Dog quality NPCs are running about this, <laughs> <laughs> this street. Oh, uh, enjoyable. I love stuff like that. One I, of the I, headlines yeah. pre-release was like City Skylines 2 is a return to SimCity 2013 and I was like, oh, great. So the company <laughs> behind it's going to get absorbed by EA and shut down any minute now. <laughs> um, I mean, these are basics. I even know that. You know, that's why, yeah. you know, I did uh, low polygon modelling at university and even I know that. <laughs> I, I absolutely adore stuff like that. Yeah, it's um, Skull and Bones. I'm, I'm desperate to see... That is a game, I've been invited to about seven closed betas for that game, and I'm like, no, I want to see it in its, its truest form, when it's, the artist is ready for it. That's either going to be a disaster, or it's actually going to be fantastic, and and, and I'm leaning towards the former, but um, <laughs> like, it, it, it might just be that this, is, this game has been optimised to such a degree now, that it's actually golden. But we'll, You're saying it could be uh, some buried treasure? I'm saying that, I'm saying that, and hopefully it won't get too many pieces of hate. <laughs> nice, good. Like it, Chris. Thanks. That's a that's, that's a good joke. I, I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> final story before the break. Exciting news for massive weebs. Thank God we've got Pete on the podcast. Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth has an Animal Crossing style island sub game. Sega and all their Majesty have released a new trailer for Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, which is out in january and has an animal crossing game in it quote hmm. too many street punks getting you down time for the getaway you deserve <laughs> dondoko island is the destination for you reads the synopsis of the new trailer released on wednesday speaking to xbox.com rgg studio producer hiroyuki sakamoto revealed that dondoko island is unlocked partway through the campaign and is independent of the main story i'm shocked players will be able to gather materials on the island by fishing or clearing trash purchase or craft furniture and customize their own home um pete the yakuza series seems built for you not only uh due to the fact that you look like a member of the, the yakuza there we go <laughs> right on there's cue. me dressed as goro majima from the uh, series without the uh, the eye patch <laughs> as someone who lives the yakuza lifestyle what do you yeah. think of the yakuza series you into it uh, I am into it, but it, only because it um, uh, means that I don't have to spend thousands and thousands of pounds on actually going to Japan, because it, it, yeah. it does kind of like <laughs> celebrate the minutiae of, you know, going to a, in a, into a kombini, buying fried chicken and, you know, kicking the shit out of someone. So it's, yeah. it's uh, uh, what I would say is, as a man of advancing years with more and more responsibilities on my plate, oh, good more stuff to do in a game that's not even <laughs> yeah. really an open world. You know, there's just too much stuff going on. And like, it's... Just give us a 20-hour game. Just give me a 20-hour game where I'm not having a, a three-minute conversation with a crayfish that I've just thrown into a river. It, it, it's just, I, I, there's just too much going on in that game. The cutscenes are so long. I know it, it's a Japanese video game, so it kind of has to be, but I live for a Yakuza rip where they take all of the story out and they just give me, just just let me enjoy the world without having to watch stuff and mm. and mess around with such expansive. It's it's a great value um, proposition, obviously, uh, Chris and John. But I just don't have the time, and I love that world and I love those characters. But I just don't have the time to listen to them. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. the same. Yakuza is a series that's passed me by just because I, I've always wanted to play it. I'm a big fan of mm. Shenmue One and Two, and obviously these are the kind of spiritual successors. So I was like, this is. 
This is my I had journey. time and I've, in, I've, in, uh, when I was at university playing on Dreamcast. I had exactly, time then. Ex- ex- that's exactly now. it. And, and obviously, over the years, I've worked on <clears throat> mostly Nintendo uh, publications, so it's never mm. really been there. So I've never had the time to play them. And earlier this year, I thought finally I'm going to I'm going to start working my way through the series because I, I, I can tell I'm going to love it. Um, mm. So I started a lot of general kind of consensus is that even though it wasn't first, you should start with zero. Um, yeah, because it's, like, it's an excellent. It, so I was like, okay, so I started with zero. I was like, this is really good. I'm loving it. But then I was just like, this is a long game, mate. And I ended up getting yeah. like 60% of the way through it. And I was like, and what, you want me to play through another six of these? I was like, I'll, I'll wait till like I'll wait till I retire. And then, and, and then I'll get through them because, yeah, there's just no time. Just up your PS5 uh, five, uh, DVD drive works. Exactly, or I'm gobbed. Yeah. We'll yeah. Um, I, I enjoy stuff like this when they add it to games. It's, it's, it speaks to me of developers that are like, I played tons of Animal Crossing. Can we just shove that in our yeah. game? I don't want to go mm. to work for Nintendo, but can we? Can we just like do it, do a wee bit of this here? It's 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 very much um, skateboarding and Metal Gear kind of energy for me. Um, right. I loved. I like you, Pete. So I've never been to Japan. Uh, <laughs> sorry, she's never mentioned Not that. That's just actually shocked um, I know that uh, between the three of us, there's probably been about seven thousand Japan visits. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but I, my, my two, mine wasn't working. <laughs> mine wasn't um, work, and I had to pay for it like a ridiculous amount. I could have bought two houses. <laughs> this is what's working. He had to pay for it, but anyway, <laughs> I know. I, know I, <laughs> I always appreciated that in Yakuza they focused on like a wee neighborhood, and it was like hyper, hyper, hyper detailed, mm. as opposed to. Your GTAs is broad strokes. Like yeah. you go past a shop, and every second shop's selling the same thing. But I always liked in Yakuza. I was like, okay, this is this is pretty serious. Mm. But um, I don't know. I can just never get fully into those games. It's always a series that's like I feel like I should enjoy these more than I actually do. Mm. Um, but it's the it soap opera kind of they, they the battle opera the shit out of people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean the, the, the fighting. I mean, I, I've not played many of like the. Um, the turn-based ones, but like I think the um, I, I think the, the the fighting has obviously been horned over about six or seven kind of episodes by the time it got to um, uh, the, the dragon stuff, um, and and I really enjoy the visceral joy of of, of, of having a scrap in it. But I mean, it is just it, it's just the talking in between, man. It's I, like, and, I and, love it's, the and it's the fact that I love the world and the fact, that especially I mean, obviously Zero's the only one I can I can talk about like with any mm-hmm. degree of knowledge and but and authority, but. The the fact that it's so long and there's so much to do, like I spend so much time in the arcades in those games and all that kind of stuff. That Bench especially space, Z- yeah. Zero jumps between two <laughs> different storylines, and mm. there's so many characters just in that one game. So that when it jumps back to the other story and someone turns up and goes, "Oh, me again," like, who's that? I can't remember who that is. Is that yeah? Is that like a bad guy? Did what did he yeah. do? And I, I, so I'm just and it didn't help that I'm playing these games at night and I'm shattered. And I'm just forgetting lots of like cutscenes and stuff, and I'm just like, I don't know what's going on here. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's gripping, but yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. one day I'll, I'll plug through them. I'll get there. Yeah, right on your deathbed. Yeah. Um, we're halfway through the podcast. Still no plumber. When we return, um, hopefully, uh, my lights haven't electrocuted me, and we'll have chat about Alan Wake Two, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and I've played a bit of that interesting metal gear collection see you (laughs) in a minute and we are back first in the queue this week an excellent excellent game another 2023 banger alan wake 2 you can read my review on vgc it got five stars and it got mega reviews around the grounds which i wasn't super convinced it would because it's a game that I feel like could turn people off. Um, so it's a survival horror game, sequel to 2010's Alan Wake, which was a bit of a cult hit. This game is much scarier, much more of an actual survival horror. Think Resident Evil 4 remake, that kind of uh, shooting. You're jumping between two storylines. One of them you're playing as Saga Anderson, who's an FBI agent investigating these culty murders in, in nondescript Seattle. Uh, this tiny town in nondescript Seattle, full of Finnish people, um, which is uh, standard for Remedy games. Uh, they are from <laughs> Finland. And 
within five minutes you're looking at a massive bloated corpse with a tiny wee cock that then comes to life and you have to chase uh, through the through the forest yeah, I, to be fair, I saw that about an hour ago when i tested the webcam <laughs> and like sag anderson i will be chasing you through a forest later with a son off shotgun um then soon you realize that um saga has this connection to alan wake who disappeared in the story of um alan wake 2 in 2010 this game set in 2023 um alan wake is in the dark place um where he is basically writing a manuscript for a novel he doesn't remember writing that saga is finding the pieces to and you're trying to work out the connection between them um it's very it's like true detective david lynchy creepy like so much so much tone is really set up immediately and then the game just gets so so weird mm. and it was referenced in my review right but there's a mission in this game and it's like it's, it's fairly early on it's like the, there's like 10 missions for each character roughly you can play them out you can swap between the characters basically whenever you want um the fourth alan mission it started up and i was just like sitting there with the most lobotomized look on my face because it does something that when you start it when you start it you're like oh why is the mission called this this seems strange um and then it's one of those moments where you're like a game company has to have confidence that they are making the best game they have ever made to do something like this like they have to be so sure that the audience is going to stick with them and travel through this and get to the other side of it and at the other side of that i was like this is incredible um the shooting's not amazing it's okay it's i think third person survival horror slow shooting a bit tedious at the best of times because mm-hmm. you feel like these these gribos are coming towards you and you're like oh fuck, you're like fiddling with your gun and it's like mm-hmm. oh i just i just want to pull out the gat and brap brap them but um outside of that is it's a bit magical um chris have you had any look did you play the original mm-hmm. like, i loved this it was I, in the- I loved the original one um american nightmare not so much but th- yeah I've, I've been kind of waiting for this for a long time so I'm, I'm really happy to hear that it's that it's good um i will absolutely rinse it once i get a free a free second what's the soundtrack like i i, I always thought Mate, of... it's banging yeah every chapter ends with a new song <laughs> a new custom a new custom made song that reflects on the events of the last chapter it's so <laughs> so good me and my partner have just walked up, been walking about in the house going like, I'll follow you into the dark, 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 dark. Like all this weird, like, <laughs> Scandi pop that's in right. it. It's like, they nice. love the fact that they're Finnish. They are yeah. so obsessed with the fact that they're Finnish. It's fantastic. Um, it also connects to the other games in the Remedy verse. Like the Federal Bureau of Control from Control is in the game. Right, um, okay. The creepy janitor from Control, um, who you meet within five minutes, is also in the game singing this like slowed down jazz version of a death metal song like it's (laughs) it's so weird but it just it takes itself seriously but it also is willing to be like really funny and really like daft Mm. it's also really scary like the amount uh they do a lot of like real filmed versions of the actors um that are that are alan and just to correct myself and i didn't know this the voice of Alan Wake and the face of Alan Wake is not the same guy. I didn't know this until like very recently. Um, because when you see the the footage of the Alan Wake physical actor and he's lip syncing to this guy's voice, it looks great. Like it doesn't it doesn't it looks like it's that guy. Um but they have um used this to occasionally put in shots of the real actor for Alan Wake mutilated like it looks like he's been like curb stomped with like his brain splattered and it would just flash up for a frame but you see it mm. you see it and it's right in front of your face and you're like what is happening here so it's you can you can go and read the, the reviews around the grounds um it, it was Chris, were you surprised with how like i mean it's, it's sitting up what 92 on pc because that first game it was enjoyed but it wasn't 75 wasn't it really it was a yeah it was yeah. in that kind of area it was like a 7 8 out of 10 whereas this one is like jesus christ it's a, i'm slightly surprised but it's a pleasant surprise i mean <clears throat> i'm one of the people who loved quantum break more than than, than most people did um, even this again despite its kind of rubbish gunplay um and 
by all accounts, I've, I've still not got around to playing Control yet, but by all accounts, it's very mm. good. So it did feel like um, <clears throat> it was going to be good. I just wasn't expecting it to be this good. But I suppose when you've got a, um, the, a, an IP like Alan Wake that people have been desperate for a sequel for for over a decade, um, that you're going to put that just that wee extra bit of extra care and attention in, in this basically is the result is what appears to be Remedy's best game yet. And um, yeah, I'm 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 well up for it. I don't like I don't like it's, a jump scare, so I hear apparently there's jump scares. Oh, mate, in, but, you're, but, you're, but you're other than that, I'll, 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 I'll put up with them. I'll put up with them to, to go through. Um, friend of the show, Jade King, put up on Twitter um, a jump scare from the game where she had her mic like active when it happened and it's just it's it's a banger it does feel like you can see the elements of all of remedies games building up to Mm. doing this one Mm -hmm. and it's so satisfying to like follow a company like that right up it feels a lot like jordan middle's game of eternity returnal where you could feel like the bits before it build up to what they were doing now Um, another uh, developer from finland greatest country in the world for development and for uh, rock music um I, I love uh, Finland. It's just it's just one of those places. It's not quite Russia. It's not quite you know the, the rest of Scandinavia. It's just they're just pissing about on their own. Love it. <laughs> yeah, always absolutely wrecked. This this <laughs> like this inspired me to look at flights to Finland and um all you have to go to Schiphol Airport for all of them. But one of them was like, do you want to take a twenty five hour return flight where you basically spend a day and a half in Paris? I was like, do I? I could walk home <laughs> quicker nice. than that. Yeah. Paris is. Paris is not nice. It, it, I, I I would have agreed with you uh, because the last time, the last but one time I went, I did have an Airbnb that when you flushed the toilet, um, human shit came out of the um, shower, <laughs> um, the, the, the 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 trough. Um, but then last yeah, I just had a really nice weekend in Paris, and I was like, didn't expect this, didn't expect this. Mm, I mean, the Gilets jaunes were running around, um, throwing firebombs and stuff, but other than that. As if you weren't part of that, or as oh. if you weren't looking at looking looking at the looking at looking at it like, oh, back in my youth, I didn't write in there. Don't care what the cause Punching is, but horses. I would have put on a balak. I would have put on a balaclava and thrown a Molotov just for the thrill of it. Um, yeah, it's it's an absolutely cracking game, and we obviously talked a lot pre-release about the fact that it's not coming out physically. There are so many things in that game that would have made a cool physical edition of it. Like mm. Alan is obviously an author, so he publishes books, and like you could just see a deluxe edition that is like the book with like the game in the middle of yeah. it. Um, <laughs> like also, a hidden file in a cake. Yeah. <laughs> um, Remedy creative director uh, Sam Lake, face of Alan Wake, uh, not face of Alan Wake, face of Max, Max Payne is in the game, and he in the game he plays Sam. Uh, he plays Alex Casey who is the protagonist of Alan Wake's books in Alan Wake's universe, but in Saga's universe, he's also Alex Casey, but he's her partner at the FBI. And there's moments in this game that I'm just like, Sam Lake is just having the time of his Mm. life, man. Like, he's just... It it, it kind of reminds me of. Do you remember that there was a um, there was an Amiga and PC um, graphic adventure called Dreamweb. Mm. Um, I think it was uh, no. I'm thinking of Dreamweb. Or am I thinking of Dark Souls? Dark Souls, the, the, the H.R. Giger, H.R. Giger yeah. one with Alien. H.R. Giger yeah. one. Um, they, they spent so much money on getting uh, celebrated Aliens artist uh, Giger involved um, that um, they reportedly couldn't afford any actors for this kind of like mixed <laughs> media kind of FMV. Um, graphic adventure and so they just got the um the one of the programmers to to star in a donkey jacket and a big old mustache <laughs> and he nice. was dreadful in it he was dreadful in it it was inexplicably quite popular they made a second game uh but it was absolutely atrocious well worth picking out uh, a bit of uh, dark I, I scene. desperately uh, wanted to love that game but like it was so difficult like, it was a point and click yeah. adventure one you go up to like constantly a, eating aspirins you got to, <laughs> like, you got to a mirror right at the very start and just like he turns into an alien for no reason you're like oh okay <laughs> cool <laughs> and the man looks like such a loser in it it's brilliant <laughs> there is I've, I've received two text messages from journalist pals mm. basically telling me I'm doing a spoiler cast on this, so on Alan Wake 2, so keep your ears peeled and uh, we'll, we'll get onto that. It's uh, not the not the longest game in the world, which is also a nice thing. It's like a, a 10 to 15er if you're getting like moderately stuck. Um, the community manager, or um, I'm not actually sure if he's, he's, I don't think he's community manager, he's 
he's the communications director sorry that's a, <laughs> a different <laughs> job entirely for remedy was like i sat down and played it in one day and obviously if you know what you're doing you could probably do yeah. that but it gives you an idea of what kind of length you're you're working with here um next up last night i played just a little bit of super mario bros wonder um oh. i got it from smith's and i don't know if it's still the case but it was only 40 pound in smith's which for a nintendo game feels like free um it's brilliant it's just so good like it's it feels weird talking about nintendo game because it's like oh yeah they've just done another one of these like they, they just have the mario stuff that's so down pat and um it's massively charming it's obviously not hard yet because i've just started it but i did die because i was too busy uh listening to the piranha plants sing which i thought was um <laughs> really really devious also if you kill the piranha plants they stop singing like it's rock band or something like oh, it takes no. that track away so um it's it's harrowing i'd rather die than uh, stop a piranha plant singing um Chris, you mentioned the other day that you're you're saving this for the end of your current slog. Are you itching? I'm, I'm itching, and, and spoilers about piranha plants aren't helping the matter. And um, that was in promotional material. I've, been, I've, I've avoided everything. <laughs> I've, I've seen nothing. I've like no. Prom- he does not exist. I've done like uh, two news stories on it. Mario like, who? Mario. But then, <laughs> and then, on bread. So they have it spoiled by someone who calls it Mario Bros as well. It's just an, <laughs> even more of a, a knife in the heart. Like there's a there's a dot at the end of brothers for a reason. So um, with the Mario brothers, exactly. Uh, there's people who say Smash Bros. That, that do you say that as well? I say Smash Bros. Ah, that's not as good. <laughs> Bros aren't in it. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no pop stars in it at all. Um, Super Smash Wham. Um, no, no, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I can't wait for it. I've got it. I got it. I, I, Curry's were doing it for. 37 if you pre-ordered it with like a, a voucher which was ridiculous so i was like okay mm. um but it's sitting here like still sealed like waiting to to crack it open um mm. as soon as my game boy book's finished that's i'm diving on it that's my kind of price well, you just for... released a book for crying out of chris know, it's, it's, a, it's a um it's a factory line here of books um <laughs> he's, he's perennially writing <laughs> as soon as it's done yeah. that's my that's my reward for finishing it basically that's my motivation and for getting through the umpteenth game boy color um can shit console port um yeah. <laughs> pete you're a mario man uh i wasn't until the last um 3d adventure on the uh, switch and that really sort of odyssey. Like, oh my dear yeah odyssey oh, and um, odyssey's an and amazing just, game man just, i mean from, from i think the only other mario game i ever played was on a n64 emulator on the pc oh, oh, uh, i played uh, mario 64 back in the day but uh yeah, I mean, what I mean, I've had, I've dipped into the new one, and what an astonishing uh, piece of work! It's just like there's no substitute for hard work, is there? Mm. Just having a gigantic team all just pull it together on this a similar sort of project, um, just working bloody hard on animation, and it's just absolute. It's the it's the apex of the achievement of that series. It's just fantastic. Yeah, what a goodbye to the Switch. Yeah. Um, and it certainly will be a goodbye to the Switch, considering the fact that uh, it was pirated about three days before it was actually available. <laughs> Nintendo uh, can't be happy with that. Um, very briefly, I've also been playing Metal Gear Solid, the Master Collection, um, to the surprise of no one. Um, Konami have uh, filed this out their arse. Um, it's a, a lazy collection of three brilliant games with uh, minor bonus content mm. and it feels like PC um, uh, bilinear filtering options. <laughs> there's yeah, your, there's well, your extra options. PC folk have already made it better within about five minutes of it being out. They're like, okay, we've, it runs in 4K now. Don't worry yeah, about white it. Screen, like, all good. It's been cleaned up. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't bother your arse with it personally. Um, very finally, before we go, uh, last story here. <laughs> Electronic music artists, VGC's down with the kids, Chase's status will headline a secret <laughs> London gig to celebrate the launch of Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Three, this led me to ask... What, what, they so what have Chase's status got to do with... Do you think they were trying to get Jason Statham and they, and they, it's, they, they heard it's, it wrong? It's confused it, yeah. Do you, do, I mean, I would say that Chase's <laughs> status are very much, I mean, weirdly, um, for a rock music station, Absolute Radio, um, Chase's status was my first interview I ever did in a camper oh. van uh, at the Isle of Wight Festival. Uh, nice enough lads, but very late 
noughties act, you would say, yeah. uh, for a very yeah. late noughties game. It was nice. So or maybe it's chase that. or status. Chase or status. <laughs> I just remember we all had denim jackets on. Sorry, not denim jackets, denim shirts on. So, uh, yeah, no good. I, no I couldn't tell you was, which was is that. Which. The, is that their second name? Was it like a cannon and ball situation? Maybe, or was it like yeah, Bobby possibly, Status yeah. and Johnny Chase? Like, yeah, what? Wheel, wheel, I don't remember any of the research I did for that. Uh, <laughs> I think, think Chase's status was first. And Las Vegas was second. R.I.P. Oh. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not too familiar oh. with Chase's status. I, 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 like, could you identify them? Like, would you know no, which one is Chase and which one's status? Unless they were wearing um, <laughs> denim shirts, I might have a might have a chance. It's not like Melly Vanilli. Memory. Yeah, exactly. Chase and status could come up to Pete in the street and stab him to ribbons, and he would have no idea who it was. No, he would just he would just walk away and be not like, "Sorry, mate, what was I mean, that?" I'd sound like I would, I would have bigger fish to fry. I've just been stabbed to bits, John. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, um, I'll do. I'll, I'll point them out in a photo fit from my hospital <laughs> bed. But first, I've got to go to hospital. <laughs> um, this led me to ask on Twitter what your favourite random celeb appearance at a gaming event, and we've got some crackles. Um, Mystic Ryan, who runs a, a massive YouTube channel, far too big mm. to be involved with this dinky-ass podcast. Uh, Ludicrous rapping at the PlayStation 3 launch event in San Francisco. That's very 2007. Yeah. You've got to love that, a bit of Ludicrous. <laughs> um, we've also got uh, e- TV's Ian Lee, who says, for me, it was hosting a Halo event at the IMAX in London. Pharrell was there, big hype, came on stage to play Halo, and then held the controller upside down. The place burst into <laughs> laughter. I was laughing, but I had to try and calm the audience down as his people were getting annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> How do you hold, like, uh, controllers are, are very ergonomic things, are very specifically designed to, you hand it to someone and they're like, this is how you hold it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. uh, uh, Tim says, E3 2004, when Steven Spielberg dropped in to play Ubisoft's Brothers in Arms. <laughs> I'm sure he loved that. Uh, a lot of shouts for the classic Nintendo GameCube launch event where Jason Alexander, George Costanza was there. Just Google mm. uh, GameCube launch event. There's some amazing is... pictures. Everyone you can think of was at that. It, like, um, I've still, I've, in my head, there are images that will never disappear like from that event, because like, we used to always share them about, official Nintendo Magazine every now and then, saying, do you remember this? Like, um, mm. There's one at Alan Cumming like, holding a GameCube for no reason. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's one at um, Bob Odenkirk, who people now know as like, Saul Goodman, and David Cross David from Cross. Rest Development yeah. with playing Smash Brothers. There's one of like Philip right. Seymour Hoffman, God rest him, um, sitting playing um, the Star Wars one. Um, Rogue Squad. It, I think it's an Instagram account that finds all of these kind of like uh, video game uh, attending sort of images because there's some. There's always it's not like the the top tier. It is like you're kind of like B grade. Mm. The members of five playing something or other like ten years after they were famous. <laughs> I remember, Chris, were you at the um, Wii uh, launch in London yeah. where it was? Uh, it was a Tim Henman and Greg Rosensky <laughs> having a bit of, having a game of tennis playing. Like they just had a big tennis match. Uh, well, not tennis match. They hit a couple of balls slowly across a um a, a net, and then the walls kind of pulled back, and we all got to go in and, and, right. and play with the Wii. I think we. I think I still got a watch somewhere. The Wii Watch. Yeah, yeah. Mine's still upstairs somewhere as well. It's like wait, yeah. wait, keep, wait keep for checking it to be eBay. Nothing worth. No. <laughs> absolutely not nothing. Worth it in the top. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was the glorious. I was, I was at that as well, which is surprising. I found old photos of it. Yeah. I forgot Iwata was at was at that event. God rest him. Nice. God rest him indeed. Um, my my um, favourite one of these, and I've even I've dug out the original news article from the time because it's it really is a capsule of 2002 PR stunts. Was when Des Lynam dyed his moustache purple yep. for Super Mario Sunshine, a game <laughs> a game Des Lynam famously loves. <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> And it was like reported in the Irish Examiner, and I've got the story here, 4th of October 2002. It says, Suave football presenter Des Lynam turned heads today after dyeing his trademark moustache purple. The silver-haired host of the ITV's Premiership was chosen by video game giant Nintendo to mark the launch of his latest game, Super Mario Sunshine. And it says, sporting a purple moustache to match the colour of Nintendo's latest console, the GameCube. In case you're wondering why his moustache is purple, the presenter said, I am pleased that the true worth of my moustache has finally been realised. It's something I've worn proudly for years, despite what fashions have come and gone. I consider Mario a long-serving brother-in-arms, and long may we both wear our fine facial hair with pride. And then... That's a a not bad impression, you know? That's just a generic generic English accent. 
Um, and then Nintendo announced that its sponsored line was Mustache for a year. That's <laughs> part of it. <laughs> Whatever that means. But I'm sure he didn't keep it purple for a full year. I'm sure that didn't happen. Um, um, yeah. Ed on Twitter points out that uh, at the Call of Duty Vanguard reveal event, T-Pain told everyone in the crowd to pre-order and pre-come Call of Duty Vanguard. <laughs> I, saw, I, saw that, I saw that tweet and I watched the clip. Did you watch the clip that came with it? Yeah. It, 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 says, it, it says pre-order, magical. pre-load, pre-come and I hope you wake up with three balls in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sort of runs out of things to no, say, he doesn't does. he? Bless him. He just uh, starts oh. sharing his own dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and just finally, um, the, the excellent uh, moment where two of truly uh, iconic figures of the 20th century uh, Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney were dragged out at the at E3 to talk about the Beatles rock band and they just turned to each other and go oh I think they want us to talk amongst ourselves what do you think of the game yeah it looks yeah, good I think I like it. that looks good Paul is chewing what (laughs) it looks like he's off his face in Eckies because he's just chewing this chewing gum and his jaw is swinging around the world like um, God love oh in fact I'm going to end with this one because it's really good as well got invited to a Destiny launch event in the Oxo Tower was delighted but was kicked out of my seat to make way for Ashley Young and his entourage not so delighted <laughs> Ashley Young remember, a bird shot at his mouth do you remember when this is slightly different because we're talking this is like more E3 stuff like the, the Beatles do you remember when Ubisoft brought out Pelly for like a really bad Wii game called like mm. Academy oh. of Champions that happened to have Pelly in it so for some uh, bizarre reason, Pele was on the stage at Ubisoft, just like, hey. <laughs> then E3, uh, EA took that personally and then brought out, then teased Pele for an entire conference, like 15 minutes till Pele was on the bottom of the screen. I've, uh, I've done plenty of like little kind of, um, not necessarily in front of a crowd or open to open to other people, but um, I've done plenty of like little jobs for <clears throat> different video game companies where... Um, where I, I did one for IGN that was um, Nico Rosberg versus a, uh, a, a driving YouTuber for Google Stadia. Um, and so chatting <laughs> to, to the F1 driver, <laughs> Nico Rosberg, um, I'd just come back from Cuba. Oh, sorry, I was on the way to Cuba, I think. And he, he'd just come back from Cuba. I noticed off his social media. So I went, like, Is it, did you enjoy Cuba? You know, any highlights and stuff? And he went, uh, uh, yeah, I think uh, it was okay, but uh, not enough uh, good shops. <laughs> like he wanted some. He wanted some Gucci fucking handbags from Cuba. I was going, do, do you know the history of Cuba? There's not a lot of that stuff kicking around, to be honest. Oh, uh, um, uh, we need to bring it back. I always get excited when I get around. I got invited to an event the other week that was like, "Do you want to come down and watch Fat Boy Slim play the world's largest virtual concert?" I was like, "Yes, but no." Like the amount of effort that would take to it's, it's the London bubble. Honestly, it's the Wokerati that get all this yeah. good stuff. Um, thank you very much for listening to another woke episode of this podcast. No plumber, um, so no. I'll have to go and let's speak about Mario for a bit. Though, to be fair, Mario he, Bros. He was yeah. the plumber. He'd fix it. Um, Mario Bros. Uh, yes. Mario right said Fred. <laughs> um, we Yesterday we released our spoiler cast for Spider-Man 2 starring uh, Ewan Moore of Gaming Bible, Stacey Henley of The Gamer, Laura Kate Dale of Accessibility and Will Nelson of PC Games. And go and check that out. Uh, you can find us on YouTube VGC. Search that. Ignore the Pokemon crap and find us. TikTok VGC <laughs> underscore news. Um, if you're listening to this, uh, you're very likely if you're a video watcher of this and you're like where was last week's episode uh, uh spider-man came out last week mate so uh, there was a bit of a there was a there was a bit of a delay so there'll be not only two episodes two video episodes of this podcast going out today but also the spider-man spoiler cast so shove that up your jacksy loyal <laughs> audience get it round you um we'll be back next week we're getting to the end of gaming season lads as mm. the the only real biggie left is Chasing statuses, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. <laughs> Absolute 3. disrespect for WarioWare and Robocop. I, I knew you were going to come up with some yeah, shit. Robocop. Robocop. I enjoyed that demo, but it is broken. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, the WCW Robocop. That's, 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 what, <laughs> that's my headspace. It's Robocop! <laughs> um, oh, very briefly. <laughs> Rick Flair's in AEW. Come on, yeah, Tony. Yeah, he popped in, didn't he? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> 
I, I love I love that Christians become this horrible man. <laughs> brilliant. Like, he has no he has no respect for anyone. It's brilliant. Love it. All I'll say, Tony, if you're going to make jokes about uh, Vince McMahon's allegations, don't hire Ric Flair. Thanks very much for listening. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Jordan Midler, Chris at Scully1888, Pete at Pete Donaldson. We'd like to thank the great Grant Kirkhope for the VGC podcast theme song. Say goodbye, Pete. Woo! Say goodbye, Chris. <laughs> goodbye, Chris. <laughs> and we will see you next week. VGC, a video games podcast, is a Stack production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.